Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Take Action Podcast with Monty and Yura. We are recording season two, episode six today. So we got very exciting guest Eric Gephardt today, but we'll introduce him a little bit later after your favorite Green Bay weather report. <laughs> so today is pretty good weather in Green Bay, guys. It's very cold, but sun is shining. It's not windy, so I'm very happy. I'll take it. We missed a snowstorm. It's going through Milwaukee right now, so it should be a good week. My week was pretty decent. We got a new social media tool that we tried to use and make some cool, funky, small videos for our podcast and for real estate. We finally got Monty on Pinterest and pinned a couple very nice looking kitchen projects from his remodeling on Van Buren Street. And we already got some decent likes out of it. One of the bedroom sets got more than 100 views. So that's really exciting. he doesn't know about I it no yet. He's, Yuri's done a great job of doing my marketing and advancing it. So I let him him run the show here, and with it, so I can do other uh, money making activities, so to speak. But uh, he's been awesome with uh, with helping me with that. So cool, hundred views, huh? Yep. So we got really exciting week. It was very productive for Tech Action Podcast and Monty's real estate business. There was also a Super Bowl last. Sunday. The game was great. (laughs) Chiefs won. I was rooting for Chiefs. I hope I don't offend anyone. It was very interesting game as I thought they were losing. They went back and killed the 49ers. So I'm super excited. Other than that, had a great time, great week. How about you, Monty? Well, it was fun watching uh, Shakira's because that's uh, that's Yuri's move. If you follow us on social media, uh, you'll you'll see Yuri's version of it, and that's been his thing for a long time. So I just immediately, once she did that at the halftime show, I started laughing. I immediately texted Yuri and said she stole your move. Yeah, for sure. I wish I trademarked it years ago. But yeah, for as Monty said, for all of you who doesn't know me, I've been doing that for a decade now. <laughs> it was it was pretty awesome. I just started laughing right away, and, and like I said, sent him a text. But uh, I'm pretty pumped for my week I had a I had a pretty rough week Yuri said we got a lot accomplished and we did but also I uh, I sprained my ankle in the last week playing basketball Tuesday I got a root canal so uh, my tongue's a little bit swollen right now because apparently I'm special and I have five roots in my tooth not four like most normal human beings do I didn't know that was a thing but oh yeah so they had to they had to spend a little more time cleaning out a fifth root so all these cavities I had when I was a little kid I haven't had one since I was a little kid but now all of those things like 25 years later are starting to like fall apart my teeth are starting to get bad so got to take care of a few things still got a nice smile I guess but yeah so this week though I'm going going on vacation so when you guys hear this podcast come out I will be laying on the beach in Cozumel probably doing a lot of snorkeling sipping and having some fun so so basically taking action on vacation man do i need one i need one two and a half full-time jobs it's time for a little break here so but i'm pumped about that so i'm glad we were able to get uh get our next guest in here eric gephardt eric how's it going man it's great i almost called you gabby because i'm used to used to doing it. yeah yeah from the old days yeah <laughs> so eric and i used to work together at a, at a uh, water treatment company a long time ago called yep. water in green bay and that's how we met and you know we stayed in relative contact we run into each other every now and then have have great stuff and our paths have crossed through sports in the last couple of years you're you've been a soccer coach uh division one division three soccer coach correct yeah yep yep so how long how long 
like when did you start getting into soccer and um as a coach 16 years old i coached my younger brother's team and then just fell in love with it right away as a player since i could walk and yeah. then going up through high school and then a little bit of semi-pro yeah. uh, adult leagues all that kind of stuff yeah and it's been kind of fun watching you a little bit from a distance just seeing how much how passionate you are about the sport especially in our area because in the northeast wisconsin green bay area you know obviously we have the packers so soccer takes a back seat although now you're starting to see a trend where it's becoming more and more mainstream within our with our student athletes and and you've been a huge impact on that this is an awesome time for soccer especially in the green bay area we just uh brought uh, in the the green bay voyagers from the medicine forward ownership group the the same group that owns the mallards and the former bullfrogs oh, now really cool now the Booyah. So they're investing in soccer in the Green Bay area. And then what Geo Karras and her group has going with the Green Bay Glory and women's soccer. I think it's really a golden age for soccer culture. Yes. And uh, that's why we're really excited about what, what we're about to launch here in, in August. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago we talked with Jazz about hooligans in Europe. But we didn't really talk into soccer. When you were growing up, Yuri, how was soccer for you? Soccer was great. Just like as Eric, I was playing soccer basically since I could walk. And it's just so much fun. You take a ball and you kick it and you got cool moves. And you bring all your friends. Back then there was no social media. <laughs> there were no cell phones. My computer computer was slow my parents didn't let me actually use it computers had go outside and play so that's what we did we play soccer Child we abuse. play hockey right. and that's what it is that's two biggest european sports i would say soccer and hockey just like here in the united states when you guys have sunday night football or whatever night football super bowl everything stops the same way in europe everything stops for a soccer and hockey game it's huge game it's fun the only negative part for me was actually the hooligans because you couldn't go to the game without getting in trouble or getting beaten up so it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth when I was growing up. I never did soccer professionally but I did pretty good at the extent with my friends and stuff. I was pretty good I'd say. Didn't play for about 15 years but soccer was always fun. And I'm actually trying to get my kids my three and a five year old two little girls. They're super excited. I said I'm gonna set up a couple games in the back and we kick some ball this summer in our backyard they are super excited so and we're super excited to have eric on our show today and talk about soccer and the importance of it and how soccer is actually growing in our area yeah that's exciting and so maybe eric can point you in the right direction when it comes to getting your daughters involved in soccer i'm pretty sure you can handle that yeah for sure they are so all right so let's talk about the voyagers and, and the glory as far as that goes like what level of soccer are those two programs at so the Voyagers are a team of uh, summer college players. So they're, they can have a maximum of five players from a Division One school. So they, I, I believe last year they hosted four players from the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay. Awesome. They had some St. Louis kids. Uh, the head coach, Brian Kamler, is very well connected. He's a Creighton University guy. So he was able to recruit from across the country some top-level players, bring in a good team, and, and put a good product on the field. And, and somebody like me, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to go to a Green Bay Booyah game. The baseball doesn't interest me. Yeah. But if it's between going to a movie or a minor league soccer game, a nice night at the park, you know, I'd prefer that. So For sure. And then we were actually the incubator for the Glory team. We started a, a team at Hurricanes team, a women's team, and then yeah. and then Carrie came and got involved and made it much bigger than what I could ever imagine that it could be. So they have a very strong following. Yeah. Uh, so our, of, so for our soccer youth <laughs> followers, if we have yep. any, uh, what level? 
where the hurricanes at with the women's team it was it was more of an experiment so so that was like a u23 ish type of okay. a team yeah. yeah so that's like would you say that's like almost a feeding ground for like that would be your stepping stone yeah it's like, almost like minor league baseball would be like major leagues would that be like the same yeah so same we're yeah we're a, we're a youth club and yeah. we uh, i would say that this year we put 16 players into the college ranks division three division one that's awesome um division two naia um at, at all different levels so um yeah we're a youth club we cover recreational level, what we call classic level up from there, yep. state, and then uh, Midwest Conference, and then Youth National League. So For sure. all the way up. That's awesome. All right. And then the guy's side now, this is kind of the big, this is the big deal now, right? Like we're talking about the Voy- the Voyagers, right? The Voyagers, the Voyagers is owned by a group led by a gentleman named Connor out of Madison, mm-hmm. um, where they just converted Bree Stevens Field for the Madison forward. That is a what we would call a third division team. So there's MLS. Yep. Uh, USL Championship. Okay. They are a USL First Division team. Okay. So then Voyagers comes in right underneath them, which what we used to call was the PDL. Okay. But they've yeah. rebranded it as USL Two, um, and those those tend to be ninety percent Division One players who are on break. Okay. Wow. So yep. that's some really you know talented you know athletes because what a lot of people don't realize a lot of Division One soccer players in the U.S. are international student-athletes, too. If you go to the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay and you watch the men's team, I would say we are representing six to seven countries right now. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, that's really cool. So... And if you can get out there and find, you know, just go on to UWGB's website, find out their schedules. But when you start seeing that level of soccer and how athletic those kids are, and, you know, of course, I grew up with a bias. I'm a football guy. The only thing I knew about soccer was what I would see in the World Cup, and that was it. And as you get older and you see the types of athletes that are playing at that level, athletic, fast, tough. One thing I like about the U.S. guys is they don't fake the injuries too often. So (laughs) that's one of my my huge turnoffs with soccer is watching guys roll around and it's funny I, I never understood this criticism from a football player because have have you ever watched a wide receiver drop a pass oh for sure and then they stare down seven or eight different officials yeah. asking for a flag yeah for sure i never understood a football player would be upset about a dive but it's okay for a wide receiver to out everybody in the stadium <laughs> right right no it's funny though because and it's in it like i said it's not usually the u.s soccer team but you know when you watch mexico play and oh yeah guys absolutely are just rolling around yeah. trying oh, to yeah. waste time especially if they get a lead bring out the magic sponge oh, yeah. now it's the magic spray right yeah so we actually what's funny is my wife and i when we're in mexico or we're in a different country and we're like just at like the sports bar and at the hotel and there's a soccer game on we play a drinking game for every time somebody <laughs> fakes an injury. How bad is it? It's bad. Is it? I'm pretty loaded after <laughs> after I leave. Yeah, it's pretty bad. There are whole entire like hours and hours of video on YouTube of a montage of the soccer players yeah. laying there and some things are just hilarious. Or so check like, it out. Or they'll get they'll get picked up off of a like a, they'll get dollied off the court or whatever, stretchered off and yeah. then they'll like come back in like five seconds later and you're like yeah Dude, oh, oh good up. oh good yeah. yeah you're really fighting for that yellow card aren't you yeah yeah <laughs> so that's my that was i mean that's my thing with soccer back in the day that was really kind of where that came from but when yeah. you start watching it in person and for me working with student athletes for the last 10 years and a large portion of those student athletes are soccer players you really gain a different respect and different perspective for how athletic they are and how good they really are and how tough they are too i mean i mean you don't have pads on and you're getting your legs kicked out and headbutting and running into each other and yeah it's it's physical so 
I got a different respect for it now that I got older. Yeah, we used to level that. If if you maybe reached out your leg and somebody dove and rolled around a little too much, then the next time off the field, that guy had a, a professional foul coming. Yeah. And that was usually like a, a kick above the waist somewhere sure. or a, sh a, a knee. Yeah, a yeah. lowered shoulder, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Good. So what is a so the Voyagers, uh the Glory, where like what's the next step for those programs? Where are we headed with Well, that? we're in a proving ground for those. You know, it's just like a small business right now. The first two years are probably the most risky. Mm -hmm. I hope those owners see it through. The Glory seems to have great success. The Voyagers, I think they had a little trouble with weather last summer so that's starting to come around i think they've been very successful in madison they also have a connection to minnesota united sure. so i think they're in it for the long game and i think when i've been at the stadium i've seen the representatives from all the clubs and ethnic groups so i feel like they will catch on and, and go but i hope they see it through two to three more years and i think they'll start catching steam for sure and what kind of attendance are they seeing right now well the glory sold out their first game they i think they that stadium sat like 600 they ran out of water and that kind of stuff wow. was, was the big talk i think they've had consistently about 500 people at their games and then the the voyagers about 11 to 1200 but the voyagers it's a it's a much more costly operation to sure. run that stadium so they they really need about two to 2500 people yeah. to to keep capital park going where, oh, so that's that. That's the one on Morris, then, right? Is what you're talking close. It's to on. Lambeau. It's like a couple blocks. It's on Holmgren. Yeah, Holmgren oh, Way. Yeah, yeah, Holmgren. yeah. Yep. So yeah, that makes sense because the Capital Credit Union headquarters is right around the corner. Yep. Yep. I drove past it. I did go pay a fine at the Village Hall at Ashwaubenon on the other day. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that's that's exciting because uh, last year we partnered with the Pure Select and we started a, a team called Green Bay United. And we were trying mm -hmm. to launch something similar to the Voyagers, but didn't have near the financial resources. Sure nor the venue we were the games were at southwest park so it was a relief when somebody wanted to take the lead on that yeah so all the area clubs are out there to support it and keep it going that's great so yeah. are those are the area clubs are they going to have the potential to feed into those programs not really not. we're kind of we're hoping to change that we live in a womb of mediocre soccer right now sure so what i'm really excited about and and the reason i called you is like hey man there's some changes going on in youth soccer that's going to change the landscape not only for players and the player experience, but the infrastructure and stuff that's coming into the community from other areas. And, and we're really excited about that. So there are eight soccer clubs in the city of Green Bay. Okay. And it's just way too many for the amount of players. So the last four years, soccer enrollment, all youth sports enrollment has been on a decline. You've seen it in football. If you look at Idlewild, those fields weren't even active last yeah, year. Unfortunately, yeah, that's, yeah. that's too bad. Yeah. There, there was, a, I think there was like 150 kids like two years ago ago and then they didn't have enough this year to make a league so so the last two years with soccer it's down 33 percent wow what do you and think the, what do you think we attribute it to i think well i think it's a, a combination of things people talk about specialization i don't think that's a little bit of it but the screen time is something yeah you know and then also i think kids if they're not kids are demanding if you're not providing a good player experience, no matter what sport, they're yeah. kind of over it, right? Yeah, so. for sure. I mean, there's a lot more that kids can do now than, 
than we could have in the past. And like you said, screen time is, I think, a huge thing. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it fear, too. And like you said, specialization. With being a, a recruiting guy, I tell kids to play as many sports as they can. I don't want them to specialize in a football or, you know, and football is hard to specialize in because it's four months out of the year. But if somebody's playing basketball or playing soccer and then they're playing club and they don't mix anything else in, I think, you know, there's a huge burnout factor. Parents put yeah. too much on yep. kids too early Absolutely. to experience other avenues. Like they're trying, like in my job, I'm, my job is to help kids go to college to play sports. But I'm starting to hear kids in like when they're like eight years old and they're trying to get scholarships already at eight years old. I'm like, dude, like your kid is going to be burned out by the time yeah. he even gets to like middle yeah. school, let alone high school and college. So let them try different things and experience different things. I think that's a big part of it. So on top of all these issues, you know, you have leagues that are run by volunteers, yeah. you know, so that's that's something that people are, they have their heart in it. It's changing and it might be declining and they got to step up a little bit, but they only have so many hours. And then uh, U.S. soccer in its infinite wisdom, uh, three years ago, changed the birthday cutoff, which used yeah. to match the school year to January 1st. Yeah. Well, they tried to do it because of the internationals. So yeah, know. it was probably the dumbest thing they've done. Yeah. It was kind of Klingsman's parting strategy before he was let go but it really created this situation where there's two problems at let's say first grade when you're deciding what you're going to play t-ball or soccer you want to play with your friends right and if you're a january birthday and half your friends are yeah. on the upper or lower team yeah. you guys can all go play t-ball together or half of you can play soccer on one team and half can play on the other so right away you're in the hole yep. then w moving to high school if you had that the, these combined birth years the high school cutoff is still august 1st i yeah. think maybe september 1st i think it's september 1st actually so you create this situation where half of your team is leaving for high school and you have these trapped eighth graders who either can't do anything for a year or you have to mix levels up what it creates is this fear in eighth grade that my friends are leaving i'm staying behind or there's other sports out there for me to do so it really killed the sport at the grassroots level i hope they'll come back and revisit that i've heard rumors that there have been uh votes taking place at the higher levels to revisit the birth year if it happens it's gonna be messy again yeah. for a year or two but i think it's the right thing to do to keep classmates together yeah i think it's one of those things where they try to fix the one percent instead absolutely of taking care of the 99 yep yep do you want to streamline birth dates or do you want to lose 30 percent of your membership right. that you will never see yeah. you know that's really what it came down to so we watch these all this stuff is happening the clubs have been trying to get together on the same page and work together for two decades. As long as I can remember, we were able to finally put a merger together with two forward-thinking clubs that I think are the leaders. United Hurricanes just going crazy for the last two years. Very excited about that. We've experienced double-digit growth. Great community, lots of great volunteers. But we're watching our neighbors suffer and we're watching our leagues dry up. We're running out of teams to play. We start looking around. The teams, the clubs that we felt were organized and good potential partners were DePier Select and United yeah. Northeast Wisconsin United out of Appleton. We were able to, over the course of a year, work out a merger with these two clubs and then partner with a professional club out of Minneapolis called Minnesota United. And just to, sorry, this is going to be kind of a, a little bit of an end around here. No, that's okay. So the way it works with Major League Soccer is they have youth academies yep. where they develop players and they promote them to their team or they sell them. These clubs have all got together and divided the map into territories. We fall into Minnesota United's territory. Okay. And if you look at Wisconsin, everybody in Wisconsin falls into Minnesota United except for the Madison area. That's a Chicago Fire territory. Okay. Yep. Now we have rights within a 30-mile radius to this franchise. So 
I just spent the last two days there with their head academy coach watching their 17s and their 15s train. They just uh, signed their 17-year-old goalie who's national team player from Luxembourg, real small country. They signed him in hopes of, you know, maybe promoting him. He's on the top team now, but maybe yeah. he'll get sold or or whatever will happen from there. So kind of an end around. We get coaching education. We get connections to the rest of the world through Minnesota United. And that's really out in front of us, raising our profile. Other reasons why this is important gives us street cred we now can bring the world here for special events we've we've had a tournament last year we had 100 teams there we'll have probably 150 teams this year now clubs from minneapolis are coming over they're staying in our hotels they're paying yeah. the, the room tax they're going to the the restaurants all this kind of stuff so so that's exciting because last fall uh, we went and visited st louis the amount of turf fields indoor facilities all these things for these kids to experience is massive and we hope to long term create a better infrastructure and a better training environment for all these players. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow, that's and, and that's really deep. There's a whole bunch of, like, you're just at the ground floor, grassroots level right now, but that's fun. Like, that's business building, taking action to improve a whole entire community, maybe just a sect of it, to improve a community. And even if you get the fields and the training facilities, those are all things that are a lot of times community shared. And like you had said, Restaurants, hotels, my Airbnb, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, things like that are all going to benefit because you're bringing yeah. all these types of programs to the area, which it, is awesome. And we believe this will be the biggest club in the state of Wisconsin. We've already booked a, a two-year contract to host to continue hosting the Wisconsin State Cup, which is what Appleton was doing. Yeah, but nice. Now, now that we can connect these complexes, we can do bigger things. Like we can host national tournaments, and and it brings that fills the hotels like a, like as if a Packer game would. Yeah. And then Bring it. when you start talking about this stuff, people say like, okay, you're gonna merge, you're gonna make one good team, and that'll be really exciting. And you know what we're trying to do is just provide a better experience for everybody. Right. So you go to your park in February. We hopefully eventually we'll be able to build some sort of all year round training yeah. facility. You yep. know or at least turf fields or or build more parks all these things that benefit the whole community and improve the player experience from from that recreational level all the way up to that first division level yeah that's awesome that's like that just gets me fired up about it because i think once you start seeing the kids that are elite too then other kids the younger kids they want to get they want to be into those programs too so That'll start creating other leagues, and they'll have role models to look up to as well. I remember, I remember when I was in high school and I was a senior and playing football, and we'd have like eighth graders and freshmen, like and kids that were younger that would come up to us after football practice and like want autographs. And like you don't realize at that age, like you're like I'm just an average wide receiver in high school, and you know kids are looking up to you. So and that's and that's huge. We do have a you know we do have a net community as well, and they relate to soccer, and I think that's important and, and really awesome. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be big, you know, and when you look at it. it there were three or four other attempts to merge all the Green Bay clubs, but we couldn't get past the egos. And like, there's a certain power control. There's some money. I had put my own future in uncertainty by I was the head of this club, mm-hmm. you know, or there's a president, there's a director of coaching. Now there's a president, there's three directors of coaching, and there's a board that I'm really not familiar with. So when we got together with DePere and NEW United, it really was putting some faith and giving some things up for the good of the community. Yeah. And I think all three clubs were willing to do that. The other merger talks that I had been a part of, uh, it it fell apart at some point when somebody started worrying about their livelihood. Mm-hmm. I think here everybody's trying to do what's best for the kids, and we all have faith that this is going to be the greater good, and it's just going to work out. Right, 
Right. And and that's a big thing, too, is, like, if you follow your passion, you follow... I mean, obviously, you love helping kids. That's why you're doing what you're doing. And, you know, at some point, the money will come. And even if it doesn't, still feel good about the fact that you proved one kid's life or ten kids' lives or whatever. You made... You know, you gave them an out, an outlet to go and do something fun for a period of time in their life. And they're going to look back at that. I look back at all my youth sports and all my, all my former teammates, and I still... You, know, you have that bond that lasts forever and that you can't replace. I think that's awesome that you guys are willing to do that. And egos are the biggest killer in sports. And it's always coming from parents or somebody who just wants to flex. And, and they're never looking out. I just had this conversation on Facebook with, with Synergy about coaches and how coaches have such huge egos in some capacity. Not all, obviously. I mean, there's really great coaches out there. But you always get that one or two coach that it's about him instead of about the kids. And, you know, it's about, oh, my reputation or my legacy that <laughs> yeah absolutely it's about the kids, yeah man. and yeah. yeah that's not how team works no no it's like <laughs> yeah and i think power kids not, not yeah because of you if if you do the right thing and you put your time and your energy in the right places i think it'll come back you you think about that and you don't think about the players that played at a high level you think about the kids that went on and had successful careers or you know a, a good family and or they're they're coming back and now they're volunteering or they're yeah. coaching or or they're a leader in the community i think that at the end of the day we're not building soccer players you know we're we're building you know our yeah, community leaders yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's what I think that's the like the point of having sports and leaders create leaders. Yeah. You know, if you have a if you have a coach that suppresses and it makes it about them, you're not showing anything leadership. You're creating a team of me's instead of we's, you know, and I and I hate that. You know, it's like one of my big, big pet peeves. And I've coached with guys like that and I just I won't deal with it. Like if they're if if I'm a higher up in the coaching department, they're gone. If I'm underneath, I'm gone. I'm not I'm not gonna be a part of it. I would say that I think that's over uh emphasized. I don't I don't see it quite as much. It's you gotten know? better. I, I think, you know, it's just maybe it might be something to put on a meme and share too much on social sure. media. But I think the pe- the coaches that I've worked with, they either they really wanna help or and they're capable of helping or they, they wanna help and they're willing to get yeah. education to help. You yeah. know, and I think that's that's a real big thing. And the ones that aren't you know they, they don't last very long yeah typically there's a team revolt you know before yeah. <laughs> before we have to work worry yeah. about it the players are saying i don't want to play for that yeah. person you know yeah the problem is is once you get like, people paying for clubs you're paying for aus you're paying for travel and then you have a coach that's like that 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 kind of just takes everything out of it so. yeah i mean they exist and they exist and they're running clubs here i think those people are getting found out and yep. they won't be around long. Yeah, you know? I found that out a couple of years ago. I was working with a softball program, and every kid quit because they just they couldn't deal with the coaches anymore. And it's like, damn. It's like yeah. these talented young ladies who who have promising futures aren't going to be at showcases when they need to be at showcases to get recruited because they hate their coach. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's a whole team revolt. Yeah, for sure. It definitely tells something that the whole team quits, then that or Or you have a cancer parent or student on that team and they just don't want to be affiliated and they can't get rid of them. So that's yeah. the other thing. Yeah, well, that's if we're at tryouts and it's down to three or four players, we always take a look at the parents. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Oh, yeah. You know, going into, and I just brought this up the other day to a parent on a phone call when I was doing a recruiting evaluation. And, you know, I said, and just so you guys, 
guys know you're getting recruited too. Like what you just said, if it comes down to three or four kids and they all have great resumes and they're good players and they got good grades and yeah. all those tiebreakers are out, you're starting to deep dive into what you're calling, you're calling their high school or their club coach and you're saying, what kind of parent do they have? From a club standpoint, you hate to see the kid go, man, is that a nice sideline when the parent is gone? That was aggravated all the time or calling out other people's kids or, yeah, <laughs> you know, coaching from the sideline, all these crazy things that are just so inappropriate. Yep. I saw a coach once. I was at a football game and I was sitting next to a coach. I won't name the school, but they were recruiting this young man. He was a defensive lineman and he got a personal foul on the field. And the dad was like flipping out in the stands, cussing, swearing. I'm like thinking, I'm just watching this coach, you know, yeah. trying to see like, cause I already kind of know what's going to happen at this point, but I just want to see it for myself to reassure like what I was already thinking. He got, he like, he goes, can you find out who that guy is yelling at the ref? Sure. So I went down, talked to a couple parents. I said, hey, you know who that guy is? They're like, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so's dad. And he was like, all right, folded up his iPad, put it in his backpack. He's like, nice talking to you. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. It was like, gone. That kid is a Division One caliber football player. He goes, I don't care. He's like, I don't want that on my campus. He just got a personal foul for a rough late hit on the quarterback, and it was foolish. But, it was, I mean, he's he's a hell of an athlete. And then you got his parent there yelling and cussing at the coaches and the yeah. refs. Yeah. Like, hey, we're gone. We're done. We're you not know, he's off our List. character and grades and in i don't think grades is is really reflects your intelligence i don't it, think so either it reflects do you wake up every day and handle your business and to a d1 coach that tells you what to eat when to eat how to eat it what time to go to bed what time to wake up he doesn't want to he can't babysit you more than that right if he's got to make sure you get a c in a in a pretty easy division one-ish type of class you know what i mean yeah that's they don't want to deal with that because this kid over here has a 3.8 and it will never be a problem right and and it's a matter of how you manage your time and uh what type of respect you show your teachers and are you a likable person yeah and in that translates to a report card pretty pretty straightforward it translates to life in yeah. general, life after sports, life after college. And I tell kids that too. It's just something similar. I'm glad you brought it up because I'm having flashbacks of phone calls I've had the last few days. But yeah, it's like I like to try to keep things as simple as possible. And I go, listen, guys, if somebody doesn't like you, they're not going to hire you or recruit you. If your grades aren't good enough to get through admissions, they can't recruit you. So take care of your character. Take care of your grades. The only difference between a Division One and a Division Three athlete is your athletic ability. Otherwise, you're not recruitable if you don't have those other yep. two things. Yeah. So your athletic ability will get you so far, but you have to be like a top 100 athlete to get an exception usually, and and that's you're talking th- hundreds of thousands of kids each year. So, yeah. Yeah. And even then, those coaches are taking a chance because you see those guys burn out every day. You know, the Anto- yeah. Antonio Brown thing. Oh, yeah. You know, now he's coming back trying to apologize to the NFL <laughs> after all the doors closed. Yeah, he's done. Uh, yeah. He, I, he needs a psyche valve. He needs yeah, a lot for of sure, stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. Like that, his downfall is that's an amazing spiral that you don't see. There's something else wrong. I, I look at that as a very positive experience because now we have this example to show our yeah. students. This is a guy that blew it. Yeah. You, you know, and you're blowing it right now, but you can still turn it around. Yeah, exactly. And yep. I had a talk with a kid about that too. About he He's not going to play college sports. He's not going to graduate on time. How the hell am I going to help you go get recruited? He is like a 1.4 GPA. He he got arrested for assault last year and he hasn't played football in two years. So he like was like the perfect storm of why am I talking to this kid? 
he has no chance to get recruited type of thing. But hopefully I turned that into a positive. I said, listen, man, even though I don't feel like I can help you out at this point, I want to talk to you. I talked to him about life and being like, dude, you're 17 years old. It's not over for you. Like, you just got to like understand you're going to have to take a different route. Yeah. You have to graduate for one. Yeah. Let's start there. Let's get the graduation done. Let's get off the ankle bracelet. <laughs> you know, let's do those couple of things. Get your community service done. And yeah. Just start building yourself back up and maybe you'll get an opportunity at a junior college or something like that. But let's start with life first. Let's get that taken care of before we start talking about recruiting. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yuri, anything? There's a lot of nuggets there, huh? Yeah, there's a lot of nuggets. <laughs> I'm thinking I was just just giggling to myself that maybe when you switch to NCSA, maybe you can be a jail recruiter. For, no. For the- <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to still, I'll still be involved in no, just something kidding. with youth sports or something like that. Yeah, but this is all great information. We talked all about it back to Brandon's and Chandra's episode. You have to have your personality. You have to be a team player. You need to be able to do time management and, and your good grades. Just because you're a good athlete, not necessarily going to get you anywhere. You got you got to get your together basically yeah for sure and that's going to be a big theme of the the new wisconsin united club and that and that's what we're calling ourselves with the yeah the three clubs coming together is we're going to talk about values in almost every session yeah. i think that's so important that we're building people not just yeah. soccer players yeah and not just like fake values either like right you know, say things to say things you gotta yeah. like you know you gotta walk the walk examples yep. and lead that way too and that's you know kids will kids are really smart they'll pick that up really quickly on i think you know, it's missing i don't know how about youth football or baseball i, I don't, obviously don't have time to go to those games i go to the soccer games and i think that that's a missing element to the youth soccer the emphasis of the values the sportsmanship and the character and, and can we start building that you know at age five seven yeah. all and those I think things we're starting to see that turn yeah like that's something i've noticed in the last three four years like for a while it was just like it was almost like a, an entitlement i've been disgusted at some of the games yeah. i go to it's and, almost it, like an it's almost like an entitlement factor whereas now yeah. i'm getting kids like some amazing kids who are coming on the phone to go i'm going to use football as an avenue to pay for college i'm like who did you talk to before we got yeah. on this call that's my job to tell you that and you already know that like you're starting to see that you're i think you're getting better parenting i think we've gotten through and and exhausted with reality shows and all these other things and we've become a society that we didn't like and all of a sudden we're kind of turning back and i think it's cyclical too right i mean i don't know i wasn't i didn't grow up when my parents grew up but like my parents had some pretty good values they worked their off and got to where they are and yeah you know and i think that's like that's starting to ingrain and maybe there was a difference in societal parenting at some point that got instilled and now we're coming out of that cycle i don't know yeah good stuff yeah so all right so we get to turn it over to you now i got i have to ask you questions you gotta ask us questions yeah man so let's get Yuri to talk a little bit here. He's been yeah, yeah for sure. I just wanted took the to, day off. I just wanted to say something. <laughs> a little history lesson. Eric probably knows. I'm pretty sure mine is a sports guy. Soccer is original football. And yeah, yeah, and that's how it's called in Europe. When I moved to United States, I mean, it makes sense, right? And you then somebody said, "Yeah, yeah." That's our acronym is uh, <laughs> Wisconsin United FC. So that's yeah. football club. Yeah, football, and it makes yeah. sense. When I moved to United States, somebody said, "You want to go watch some football?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, let's go watch some football." And all of a sudden, I was not familiar with NFL. And all those guys start throwing ball with their hands. They literally only few operations during NFL game when you do punt return or. 
or a field goal <laughs> or something else. I'm like, how is this a football? Yeah. <laughs> the football, then soccer is OG football. That's it's all played with your feet. You right. don't use your hands or hands are illegal. Yeah. So that's that's my two words. But well, yeah, it, it was... evolved from the starting point of the kickoff. Okay. The kickoff was the starting point of the game and that they use their foot to do that. I think that's where they're like, oh, let's call it football. Not pigskin, throw the ball. And, <laughs> and I do wanted to ask you one more question, Eric, before we yeah. wrap, wrap it up. What, what do you think the bi- biggest obstacle here for soccer development in our area, at least? Ooh. Well, it's... <laughs> It's a, it's a big question. The weather is definitely one. Weather, okay. You know, we we can play about five months a year. Other climates, they're playing 12 months a year. So, yeah. And on that note, the infrastructure. Last year, we, we got 36 inches of water. I have video of, yeah. of water running off of our soccer fields that you could have ridden a kayak on. Yeah. Water polo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, in, in our area, it's the infrastructure. It's, it's the lack of fields. It's the lack of indoor training opportunities it's all that kind of stuff and then then the coaching education you know when kids are going to practice are they working on appropriate exercises to accelerate as fast as they can because that that limited time at practice we're practicing two to three days a week six months a year maybe uh, it's very valuable and then also on that note is that you know kids don't play free play enough they don't go yeah. and play the pickup games so we've done things to just kind of open up the park well we couldn't do it last year because of the rain two years ago we had friday nights drop off your kid you know and there were times we had four or five full fields going at the nurian park which was really awesome yeah. you get a park full of kids just having fun and the laughter in not so not not in such a serious environment more in a in a pickup environment where they can express themselves and, and play with different age groups yeah, and, and they're still competing yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's just the pressure's off of them and they can just, it's more loose for them to try different things and that kind of stuff. Yeah, for so. sure. That's awesome. All right. So what do you got for us? What kind of- So I haven't had a vacation in a long time. So <laughs> what was your last vacation so I could live through you guys here? Well, Yuri just got back from one. Yeah. Yeah. I just got back from Dominican Republic. That it's, sounds horrible. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. 85 degree wa- uh, weather, like threw me out so bad. All you can drink and eat. Oh, that's not my jam. My I'm life. just kidding. No, it was wonderful. I al- almost required by my wife and by myself to go on vacation once a year. I, I'm really weird guy. I need my reset. So that's, oh, that's not weird. That's, that's everybody. That's why he's asking us where we're going. Okay. So he can live vicariously through us. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. My last vacation was, uh, Canada last year and and fourth over fourth of July. I think I did something else, but you went to Dominican Republic last year. No, that was 18 months ago. That was a long time ago. Wait, wait, you had two vacations in the same year. Tell me more about that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, well, yeah, I did. Well, I've, I've, I always try to do two a year this year. I'm actually doing a little bit more. I need, I've been working two and a half full-time jobs. So if I get a week off and even when I'm gone, I'm still checking. Just, just two ti- two full-time jobs on a podcast. Is that all? Uh, and I flip houses too. So, <laughs> I hate flip yeah. houses. So yeah, I'm busy enough that way. But my last one was Canada last year. Perfect reset. That was amazing. Amazing. It was just me and my dad too. So it was pretty special. Caught a big muskie on my last cast while I was up there. So yeah, that was... Uh, that was the last last one I was on, but I'm I'm actually leaving to. Well, I'll be in when this podcast drops. I'll be sipping a on in Cozumel. When do you guys leave? Saturday the eighth. We're gonna we'll be we'll be leaving out of uh, Milwaukee, flying American Airlines. So maybe I won't get there, but then we got to fly to Chicago and then Cozumel. But we have good flight times if they stick, and yeah, and even on the way home, they're 
they're good flight times. So yeah, I'm pumped. I'm, I need it. I need, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go scuba diving. I was fortunate enough to get a travel voucher from work for being there for 10 years. So I gotta get to use that on some excursions and- Oh, that's like that. so awesome. Yeah. All right, one more. What has been the biggest unexpected thing from the podcast since you started it? Wow, that's a really great question. Cause it's been so much. It, it's been like the fun part I think for me was, first of all, just how many people have actually downloaded and listened to us and, and have actually provided positive feedback. We have gotten a few suggestions. Like one of our friends mentioned that I swear a little bit too much, but. Yeah, well, I think only once today. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. I, it was a big I think one, we're though. tied though. Yeah, you got one too. Yuri got one in too. So we're, we're at three for okay. today. But I think other than that, and I, I mean, I'm just, I'm not going to like change how I talk. That's just how I talk. But I think just like the, the amount of feedback that we've gotten and the people who love it and the fact that we've been listened to in 26 countries is just mind-blowing to me. What about you, Yuri? Well, the weirdest one just actually happened a few days ago. We had 100 downloads overnight. So it's basically <laughs> almost <laughs> like a record. So we checked our analytics and then 60 downloads from India and another 40 from Turkey. So that was yeah. probably then the most unexpected part for yeah, me. Yeah, so thank, thanks to our Indian and Turkish uh, listeners. I appreciate that. That's and they awesome. all basically listened to Corey's episode, a little yeah. bit of our first and yeah. Second episode, we to, yeah, our first and second episode. So somehow we moved up in the the rankings over there. So that was that was. I mean, it's been awesome watching Yuri grow through this too, and kind of take the bull by the horns with the marketing part of it, and then the editing part of it. It's been that's been the funnest part for me, and probably the part that I'm I'm most proud of is is just his growth. And it's always unexpected to see what guests we're gonna yeah. bring. I'm always excited. Few times I bring the guest. Usually Monty arranges somebody, but it's always unexpected who is gonna see in the next week for example seeing you today eric <laughs> talking about soccer something i used to do as a kid teenager and throughout my college so it's super exciting well, it's, and unexpected well and we get to learn like the cool thing for me is like i knew that soccer was like youth sports in general was a decline but to see what you're doing to make an impact and turn that around has been it's awesome i'm glad we were able to get you on today yeah, I'm, I'm really fired up about what we're doing. And and I'm not shorting this by saying, like, this is historic, what we were able to pull off. It, it took a lot of people to have some courage and some faith to, to put Wisconsin United together. And we're all fired up. There's no, like, power struggle. It feels like one club already. Everybody's yep. working in the interest of the kids. It's awesome. Yeah. Are you guys, uh, did you guys try to get Jay involved at all? He's a busy guy. I know. He's try to grab him when he gets back to the area. Yeah. I, he communicated via social media he shared our link when it, we first announced it yep. which was kind of a mess too we were not approved by the the state yet but oh. somehow it got leaked out <laughs> And uh, we had a bunch of coaches that uh, decided they were public relations department for the, the, the new club. So yeah. that was a learning curve, and we'll, we'll get that stuff in order. So somehow Jay got a hold of it before it was really public, and he, he shared it. So we appreciate yeah. that. And that's pretty awesome that this community produced an athlete right. like that against all yeah. odds. We're talking and, about Jay Demerit, Bayport High School graduate who played. What's, what team did he play for in? Watford. Yeah, Watford. You like, know, but. Owned by Elton John. Yeah, and you know. I don't know if you got some time here. Yeah, go ahead. So 
Long short story short, Peter Wilt, instrumental in starting the Madison Forward and, and that great thing that they're doing yeah. down there, and the Green Bay Voyagers has since moved on to USL, uh, developing these teams around the country, passed on Jay as a reserve player for the Chicago Fire's second team. Well, so you talk about it, a guy having some courage and faith and, and taking it, you know. His story is incredible. It, it's really awesome. Town, I'd love yeah, to get him on yeah. the podcast because like, yeah. that story is just, for me, he graduated the same year as me we competed in other sports yeah. against each other growing up and just a, and he's a great guy too he's he's so much involved in the charity work and travel and yeah he's so a great ambassador for soccer so, in, so in yeah States and even in our community he's amazing so we're real proud of jay i mean i think you know he started as a, as a child in hurricanes um, we try to respect his time and respect his place you know and uh or his space and yeah. when he gets back to the area we try to support what he for does sure. with his fundraisers yeah, and he stuff. gets grabbed from all different angles yeah so. <laughs> yeah we try to be respectful of that but we're real proud of him and hopefully someday we can dedicate a field to him or something like yeah. that awesome very cool well we'll wrap things up on that note thanks a lot eric for coming on it's awesome what you're doing and uh just building yeah up, thank you, you. Know, that was fun of our our youth sports uh and and soccer in in our area and you know throughout the state which is great as usual guys you can find us on every major podcast google spotify itunes you can get us anywhere yuri where else can they find us social medias you're uh, you're handling that pretty well yep right? social media platform so we got instagram at take action podcast my facebook it's one of our main tools so it's take action podcast with mindy and Yura. check out our new pinterest board guys yeah. it's new we're using some cool social media tools like ripple we're about to use tunely so we got to mix some things up other than that we talk about it all the time you take a computer they open that magic search window google <laughs> And type in Take Action Podcast with Monty and Yura and we will be top results. In the meantime, we're here for you guys. And thank you, Eric, for coming on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Information was phenomenal. And I really, I wish you the best of luck, guys. I hope you keep developing, keep bringing good players in the area. Thank you. And I really hope that you will get your resources where you'll keep players interested, developing as a team. Maybe you'll guys get facility and interest where you can train all year long that will be probably the best deal for you yeah hopefully we can uh this will be a little small part of bringing some awareness to it hopefully so yeah we really appreciate it yeah man so awesome well thanks again eric uh yuri should we uh, sound us out here uh, <laughs> <laughs>